Hey there, we're back and ready to hang. This is Amy. And this is Z. And you're here to listen to Curse Words and Crayons presents True Crime. Our episode today is going to cover the life and events leading up to the death of Sandra Bland. If you haven't listened to the homework episode, hit pause, go on back and listen to it. We'll meet you back here in like 25-ish minutes when you're done with that. So we want to talk about Sandra Bland, her backstory, the events leading up to her death, and all of our thoughts sprinkled throughout the next 45 or so minutes. Because you guys know we're going to have feelings on this, right? So Z, go ahead and get us started. I am ready. Amy, I actually just finished up the documentary on HBO Max that we were talking about and the homework episode called Say Her Name, The Life and Death of Sandra Bland. And before I started on our timeline today, I just wanted to say it was a great watch. And it brought back a ton of memories for me on when this actually broke out in the news. So if you're a documentary type person, for sure, watch it. Personally, watching documentaries with my husband has been like a fun way for us lately to share my love of true crime while we spend time together and I get to do research. So it's like, you know, three birds, one stone. But that's a random side tangent and not what you came here to talk with us about. So Sandra Bland was a 28-year-old woman who, at the time of her death, was living with her family in suburbia, Chicago. She was a tall, beautiful African-American woman who liked to post inspirational videos and racially charged memes, cartoons, and artwork online. In many of her videos and posts, she refers to her faith. It's time for me to do God's work at the end of the day, she said. In addition, Bland made a video series in which she shared her thoughts on current events and encouraged her community to become involved. She called them Sandy Speaks. So these were like Facebook Live videos that she was doing every single day, and she would cover different topics that she found encouraging or topics at the moment that, you know, she felt compelled to speak out about. In one of these videos, she said, you can stand there, surrender to the cops, and still be killed. Sandra also urged her followers to look to younger generations for change and to use their smartphones to record any injustices they saw. In the video of her own arrest, she can be heard thanking somebody else who was actually, like, filming her at the time. So, like, as she's getting like carted into the police car she's like thank you thank you so much for filming you know right after she passed away that was the video that went ended up actually going viral so full circle there sandra had very recently been hired as a member of the prairie view texas a&m agricultural department according to her older sister sandra was euphoric about this this was like her dream freaking job. She was going back home to Texas. She felt really compelled to go back there to start work in that community. She knows that, you know, the Prairie View community is is a very racially charged community. And she felt like it was her mission from God to go back to Texas and to be there to help be part of the change. 
months earlier, Bland stated on one of these Facebook Live videos that she did that she suffered from depression and postpartum stress disorder, but relatives said they didn't see anything recently to indicate she was feeling any despair. At 4.27 p.m. on July 10th, 2015, Brian and Senia noticed Sandra Bland go through a stop sign on campus. He was unable to legally pull her over at that time because the campus was outside of his jurisdiction. So he drove up behind her to get a better look to see if she had any signs of potential criminal intentions like air fresheners or fast food wrappers. When Sandra Bland saw the police officer behind him, she pulled over to let him pass. She unknowingly gave him a lawful excuse to pull her over. She was pulled over for neglecting to signal to change her lane. And I have done this so many times. Like, you have done this. I have actually gotten this. Yeah, I've gotten a speeding ticket once because a cop was, like, riding my ass and I sped up. And then they pulled me over. And I was like, but you're like... it." I mean, you, you were tailgating me. You lit, you made me do this. No, but like you, for real, like you made me feel mm-hmm. like I had to speed up. Like I, you were on my ass. Right. I know you say that jokingly, like fast food wrappers or air fresheners, but like, is that something police really look for? Because if it is, call me in. Like my car is full of like snack wrappers. And I mean, cause I have kids that are in my car and like, when I was younger, before I had kids, I always had like cups and coffee, like just different things all over my car. So I just, I guess I didn't realize that was a reason, like it a is, reason of intent. It is right of criminal intent. It is <laughs> right. illegal. I'm pretty sure at least in Texas, I don't know about where you are, but at least here it is illegal, which is where this all happened. Mm-hmm. It is illegal to have stuff on your mirror, hanging on your mirror because it obstructs your view. So even Anything? if it's an air, I'm, I'm pretty sure that right. yeah. if an officer wanted to like spin it a certain way and said that they felt as if it was obstructing that person's view. Yeah. But I have like so much shit hanging for my, I have like an essential oil thingy mabobber that I put stuff on. And then I have like another thing that makes rainbows inside of my car. That's probably one day going to fucking blind me. You know, it just, I have so much Which is stuff. so interesting. So I just looked, I just Googled it because, you know, that's, that's the thing. And it is illegal in Ohio to have anything, objects hanging from your rear view mirror is also listed amongst the prohibited actions, which mm-hmm. Chris and I have like one of those like car wash memberships where you can just like go uh-huh. and wash your car like so many times. Every time we go through, they give you an air freshener. I don't typically use them because I don't like the way they smell, but um, like they're just, they're handing out illegal contraband every single time. It just seems like there's so many rules that are so silly that ordinarily <laughs> they would just let it pass. Like who cares? Like they, I've seen cop cars with air fresheners hanging in them. So like why... You know, stupid little Christmas tree air fresheners. Like, you see them everywhere. In but this now, area, all of a sudden, it's a reason to pull them over. In this area, there's, like, a lot of cop coverage, okay? Because there's the police that cover the college. And then there's state troopers. And then there's the Prairie View police. And then there's something else. There's, like, the sheriff or something that also has jurisdiction all over this area. And all of them have to, like, make their numbers. Sometimes they say they don't have to make numbers. So if that's me being ignorant, I don't know. But it just feels like maybe this is the area 
that they just pull people over for all sorts of shit. And then, so when he approached her vehicle, he did notice a couple of small things that triggered him to doubt her, is what he said. She had an Illinois license plate. So he was like, why is she here? She had fast food wrappers in the car because she had just driven from Chicago to Texas. Like, why would you give a fuck as a police officer whether or not the person you're pulling over has fast food wrappers in their car? Like, I mean, if they look like they were living out of their car, I could see how maybe that would, like, trigger some some sort of response in your brain to to start thinking of something like, oh, I need to get them help. There's a different way I need to be approaching this. Like, so I could maybe, I don't know. I could maybe see that. Or like, if it's an area where like the homeless population does a bunch of drugs, like, oh, maybe I'm putting myself in an unsafe situation. I need to take a couple steps back. What I could see, it was just regular shit. Like it was just regular fucking fast food wrappers. Right. And like, I also didn't realize that it was illegal to have out of state plates. Like you're traveling, you're on a college campus. Like you're, I'm sure that Prairie View A&M, the only people that go there are not people from Texas. Like, is it a community college or is it like a four year college? Um, It is. If they have their own police. Wouldn't it be like a residential college? Yes. And also no, because every... I mean, everywhere has police coverage, though. Like, every, no, if you have so many people, you're required to have an officer. So, even a very seemingly small, like, like community would it, college would have, like, would at least have a, yeah? like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the community college mm-hmm. that I worked at, for instance, like, the, the main campus had two officers that worked two of them worked overnight and they Mm -hmm. just like rode their little freaking golf cart around and it was very small and like once every like three hours they were required to check the doors they told me they watch netflix most of the time yeah i mean it's like a real waste of taxpayer money it it does it does but i'm i'm not the mayor of that city or that (laughs) township I'm not a taxpaying citizen or whatever over there either. So yeah, it does feel, it does feel like a waste of money. So like, yes, no, it is bigger. It is bigger though. I'm not trying to say that this is just like a small fart school, like, but it isn't, It this isn't Texas A&M. This is Prairie View, Texas A&M. And so, yes, you can get your degree from there, but it is not as large. But at any rate, I mean, anywhere you go, I feel like, you're bound to run into an out-of-state plate. So the fact that that was one thing that triggered him is like... Yes, and all that, what I said was all, like, needless to say, because at the end of the day, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, finding somebody with an out-of-state license, yes, that might cause you to pause, but that doesn't cause you to, like, I don't know. Right, or be, like, that emotionally charged that it's like, this is it, like, I can't, this is the, this is the perp. You know, like that just seems crazy. I am, I'm going to be devil's advocate here, okay? Because if you know me, that's just kind of, that's fucking who I am. Okay, so the officer approaches Sandra Bland's car from the passenger side, and she's pissed. Like, she's not happy. She is mad. And he is trained to, like, see that she is irritated and defensive. And so, like, he automatically is assuming the worst at this point, which sucks. But he does walk up to an agitated person, which we all, like, you felt that energy where you've walked into something and you're like, oh, 
fuck, you know? And, like, maybe, maybe he thought she might have, like, I don't know. Maybe he thought she might have had a gun. Like, maybe he just felt the energy. Maybe he just felt like it was going to be an unsafe situation. Or maybe he was even just thinking, like, oh, fuck, this lady's going to yell at me. This is going to be a big deal. Like, this this is going to ruin my day, you know? I don't, I don't know. But, like, he... He could feel the agitation. So, I think this is. I'm, I think this is one of my real major issues with the police and with police training. So, leaving this individual person out of the scenario and kind of just going by like what I know just through the past few years of educating myself more on like police training and education and like what goes into it. Police are not trained mental health professionals. Police officers are not trained to, they're trained to diffuse situations. I don't want to, I don't want to speak like, oh, police are so stupid. They can't do anything. But like the training they supply is not enough. And there are so many police, police officers that are, that are trained to fear instead of question. So he sees this woman, she's upset, and maybe his first thought is, oh my man, I'm going to get yelled at, and so I'm. this is going to ruin my day. Or maybe his first thought is, she's upset, immediately that means she has a gun. Which, I don't own any guns, and I'm mad a lot of the time. So when somebody walks up to me and sees me angry, it doesn't mean I have a gun, it means that I'm angry. Like, those are two different I- things. I do get it. I get that it's also probably really scary walking up and knowing that, like, on literally any any given fucking day, somebody could just, like, shoot you dead for doing your job. Not that this guy, not, the more that we talk about them, I'm not saying that this man, I'm not sticking up for this man. I'm not sticking up for the things that he did. I'm not, I'm just saying that, like, we're all, we're all, we're all humans here. We're all we're all humans here and it it just it both sides fucking suck. Anyway, so he yes, yeah, so on his dash cam, it's basically the whole stop is captured, and you can see a lot of this footage online. And it was released by the Texas Public Department or the Texas It was released by the Texas Department of Public Safety and it shows him like talking to her as she's like increasingly getting agitated, which I mean that does I it, it does in his defense. She's like increasingly agitated. She doesn't understand why he pulled her over because he shouldn't have pulled her over to begin with. So of course she's fucking agitated because he pulls her over as she's trying she's like, yo bro, pass. And he's like, you didn't have your turn signal on. And she's like, really, I was trying to let you pass. Like, yeah, she's she's aggravated. Um which to me seems like a bold choice because I don't know, cops scare the actual shit out of me and tickets, like not the shit out of me, but cops scare the shit out of me. I always think I'm going to go to jail for like, I, I don't know, like not looking at them at the right second or something like that. And then like, it, it just, uh, tickets are very, very, very expensive. Tickets are very expensive. So I don't want, I don't want, if anything, if the nicer I am, maybe the, the better I'll get out of this. We'll all get to carry on with our day. It'll be easier for him or her them whoever 
whichever human is pulling me over human or alien whatever is in that in that police officer outfit like yes i you know we'll both be on our merry own little ways and like but she's entitled to feel aggravated right and then the t- she like lights a cigarette while she's doing this which i have totally been in that space too where i'm like shaking and like you know i like i could see why you know maybe that would be a response for her the officer asks her to put her out her cigar which she like refuses to do at this point as well which i still feel like that is very bold choice like secondhand smoke does in fact kill um it is still her prerogative she is in her own vehicle but this dude's already being a dick to her so in my like i'm not saying that you should bow down to the man not saying that she deserved any of this i'm just saying this she you know that's this is what happened you know and for me maybe i would have made different decisions Um, and that doesn't that doesn't make it right this is but that's what I saw on the footage when I watched it is that you know she was aggravated he asked her to put out her cigarette she refused which I you know I didn't think was like that big of a that big of a thing right he shouldn't have pulled her over but now here's to the part where I'm like no 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 this is where you fucked up because before then I'm like I mean ask her to put out her cigarette whatever you're a dick cop you pulled her over for a dick reason but like that sucks but no she like he tells her you see him like visibly tense up and he tells her well go ahead and get out of your car now she responds like i refuse to talk to you other than to identify myself and so it's the video the police dash cam which he knew was on his fucking police car shows him like to forcibly remove her and like he grabs her and like is physically touching her before he tells her she's under arrest like you can even see on the video footage where he like slaps her in the face you hear like a and like you know you see her head like go to the side like he slapped her in the face like you and like the way that he's like trying to forcibly remove her it looks like somebody who got very upset with their child and like their child can't get their car seat off fast enough but they're like you're late somewhere and they have to use the bathroom and they're about to fucking piss all over the place and you just gotta not that you would ever handle a child like this but like you know that's the kind of frantic i feel like that's what he looks like trying to like haul this grown woman out of her car yeah he fucking slapped her and this is all before Bland even asks what the charge is for. He hasn't even told her why she's getting arrested. He's just like, get out. She's like, you know, uh, as he's like physically assaulting her. Yeah, he pulls out a taser, tells her, I'll light you up. And then she steps at like, you know, because he's, his hands are off of her. And now he's like threatening her with a taser in her face. She, at that point, she actually like steps out of the car and the two of them move out of the dash cams view All, although you can hear the the audio i thought the same thing when i was reading through this like researching it when you said about it is to stop them from whatever they're doing that is breaking the law sometimes that might lead to injury if there is a like if there is violence involved but yelling in somebody's face, I will light you up with a taser, is not okay. He then puts her in handcuffs. Bland is doing a lot of verbal complaining at this point. She's using vulgar language. She's very upset. 
She's been forced to the ground. She's been forced out of her car. She's terrified. There is, it, there's a lot of emotion happening. So she's talking about his treatment of her at several points. She throws insults his way. The police officer tells her that he originally planned to only give her a warning, but now you're going to jail. That's what he says to her. And then a second officer arrives to help put Bland in custody. So now he's got backup. So now there's two against one. It's already a like an emotionally, a physically charged like situation. An emergency medical technician was called to the scene, but Bland refused treatment. At the Waller County Jail, Bland was booked for a third degree felony and was placed alone in a cell that typically accommodates four inmates. Those are accurate. I don't know if everybody knows what a third degree felony is, so I looked that up for us. I did not. Uh, technical terms, you know, they're confusing for me. So mm-hmm. it is punishable by two to 10 years imprisonment and a fine of up, t- up to 10 grand. Generally speaking, the sentences, the sentences range from anywhere from like nine months to 11 years, depending upon the severity and third degree is the least severe. So that's an, or one of the least severes because there's, you know, fourth degree. So that's like nine months to five years is, is a typical sentence for, for a third degree felony. And um, the five most common reasons are assault, fraud, burglary, drug possession, and theft. The fact to me, I hear third degree felony and I think like insane. I mean, yeah, maybe it's like the lightest of the felonies or one of the lighter felonies or whatever, but it's still a felony. Like a felony, yeah. that shit fucks up your life. Like you can't get hired. There's There yeah. are a lot of like for being pulled over for not using your turn signal and then also now you're dealing with... And looking at the footage, she didn't do anything other than try to protect herself. If some man is trying to snatch me out of my car, I don't care if he's in a in an officer outfit or anything. Like, if it's if it's the light of day, like, I, I, I mean, I don't care. If anybody's trying to snatch me, I mean, my, of course, your initial reaction is going to be to, like, put some elbows out. Like, get out of here. It's just, it's disgusting to me. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, but what certain people are charged with or attempted to be charged with versus what some other people are charged with and attempted to be charged with is disgusting. The fact that there is such a huge discrepancy between drug charges and being pulled over and all of these things makes me sick to my stomach. Hearing that she was being charged with a felony because she had food wrappers in her car, like essentially, and had out-of-state plates on a college campus is like maddening. So over the next couple of days, Bland had made some phone calls to her family members. She was trying to tell them what had happened, where she was, asking them to cover her bail, which was $5,000, by the way. Um, And they have record of over 20 calls, but there is no documentation that she made any phone calls. Um, So there's nothing like the jail is not kind of keeping up with their documentation end of things, basically. Between that and then the suicide documentation, there's just some things that are just not being kind of kept So she had actually told both the police and her family members that she thought that her shoulder and or her arm was broken. And they had began making arrangements to get her released, to get her bail money together, and to kind of start that process. 
So in a voicemail to a friend on the day after her arrest, Bland had said, I'm still just at a loss for words, honestly, about this whole process. How this switching lanes with no signal turned into all of this, I don't even know. I know that we have all been in a situation where it's like, how did that escalate so quickly? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, how did this become this? So I definitely can feel, I mean, obviously, I don't know her exact feelings, but I know that feeling of, I don't know how this got this crazy. Sandra was forced to stay in jail because she couldn't afford to pay the $515 she needed to post bond, which is another thing that is so sad. I know there are certain people that definitely like, you need to stay in jail and you can, we need to make this money so much that you can't get out. But also like, come on, man, what people, I can definitely think of a time in my life when like, I didn't have an extra 500 bucks to just I didn't have it. Where were you going to, where are you going to find it? She just started a new job. She just moved to a new place. Like that just, she didn't do anything wrong. It's just, I get madder and madder the further we get down this timeline. The last time a guard saw her alive was at about 7 a.m. on Monday, July 13th, when she said, I am good. Just before 8 a.m., she used an intercom to ask about using the phone. An hour later, a guard went to her cell to see if she wanted to get some exercise and saw her hanging from a partition, a plastic trash can liner around her neck. The day after her death, a bystander video of her arrest went viral. It only showed her on the ground. It does not show her allegedly assaulting an officer. You can see her kicking him off of her as he's physically dragging her out of the car. You can see him slap her. You can see him do all of this before he had even said she was under arrest. So is this okay? No, I don't think it's okay. I don't know how a judge could be shown this footage and think, yeah, let's book her for a third degree felony. How did it get to this point? Like, I am so, I am just, I'm at a loss. I feel at a loss. So to finish up the timeline, the Bland family is still back in Chicago and they have transferred her body there to prepare for her funeral. Their family attorney gets a text message from the district attorney in Waller, Texas, asking where the body is. The family had ordered their own autopsy report, so the DA also inquires about the results on that. And when the family stated they hadn't gotten the report back, the DA then tells them that on his toxicology report, it appears that she could have swallowed a large amount of marijuana or marijuana or marijuana smoke while she was in jail. Where's she gonna get this marijuana or marijuana smoke? I did hear something from somebody who was in jail that there's a lot of drugs in jail, that there are more drugs in jail, jail, they felt like, than there were drugs outside of jail. That it was like not easier to get drugs, but that drugs were more more rampant. I'm look, this is not no. This did not this is no. This is a no, 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 no. But I am saying that that is a that is something that I have done heard. Okay. I have seen Orange is the new black. So I know everything there is to know about jail. And I know I'm totally joking. I know that I have seen Orange is the New Black. Not that I think it tells me everything I need to know about jail. <laughs> but I do know that there are drugs in jail. I mean, obviously, like, there, there's, like, insights to, they're, like, making 
toilet wine. And I mean, like, there's just ways to get things like it's just a possibility. But also, wasn't she in? I know she probably saw other people at some point, but wasn't she in her own like jail cell? I mean, maybe at this point she yes. wasn't. I know that when they had put her in, she was by herself. But also, I mean, I don't, don't want to like school you on marijuana and or marijuana smoke, but that's not that going to make you want to kill yourself. That's not, but like, right. What difference would that make to her committing suicide? Yeah. It literally doesn't matter. The DA is asking them not to disturb the body any more than is necessary so that the proper chain of custody can be kept. So the body can be used for future tests by qualified experts. What difference does it make if she was smoking pot in jail? Or before Even jail, this- marijuana is is something that stays in your system for more than 24 hours. That I know is a fact. But even if it was like, in more oh, than three she was days. doing, she was doing meth or she was doing, what difference does it make? Did that she is such on a it? small, right. Yeah. It's not, if it's not, if it doesn't pertain to something that's going to make you want to kill yourself, it's a moot point, brother. Like there's no need to be talking about that. Yeah, and imagine the level of disrespect the family must have felt when they read that text message. They were less than, like, 24 hours from her funeral, and the DA wanted her body to be kept for an indefinite amount of time for tests that they saw fit even after two autopsies were done. So Sandra Bland's death sparked outrage from those who said she never should have been arrested in the first place. Protesters said her arrest after failing to use a turn signal showed bias and excessive use of force by police against African-Americans, which, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Her death is also surrounded in suspicion. There are many people out there who believe she was already dead when her mugshot was taken due to the fact that she has what seems to be like some bruising around her eyes and it looks like she's leaning on the wall or her curls are like touching the wall when they explicitly tell you to stand up and you're not allowed to lean in in mugshot photos and then there are some anyways so you can find tons of reddit threads out there that actually go into details there are youtube videos out there as well there's a lot of talk about how there isn't a single photo of Sandra out there actually hanging in her cell. Not like, not at all. They didn't take any photos at all, um, which it, as an insurance liability, at, I mean, that just like you, I mean, anyways. So there wasn't a single photo out there. There was nothing. Um, yeah, showing that she was actually hanging. But there was even bruising, um, like, on her back and, and other factors on the autopsy, which point against her actually hanging herself. Like, the documentary that I watched went into it very well, and I think that you should just go and watch it. But they even sh- they even say things like, oh, it could have been from somebody putting their knee on her back as they're, like, holding her down. And so there was a lot of speculation on things like that. And, again, Reddit's another great place that you can go into the deep, dark internet theories out there but yeah rightfully so this caused a ton of outrage i do want to say and i i am not one to play devil's advocate because if if she didn't hang herself like that's just a whole nother level 
But yeah, lots of people I, think the police did it because, like, how did she get that plastic bag? What was the plastic bag doing in her in her gel cell? They don't. That's like a classic thing that they don't put in. And if they thought that she was like gonna commit suicide, which is what they keep like trying to say, right. it's like, oh, she's somebody who you know she lost a baby. Of course, she committed suicide. Then why the fuck did you have something in her cell that could have been made into a um, yes. noose? But to me, like, if I was a person and I walked into a room and I saw somebody hanging themselves, like, I feel like my first instinct would be to pull them down, like, to get them off of there. So I, I guess, guess when it comes true, yeah. to, like, a picture of, like, you know, taking a picture, I'm not going to just, like, well, let's wait until the insurance company comes. But when I'm not I read the yes Reddit no, thread. When I read the Reddit thread, it sounded a lot more like, yeah, why the fuck didn't it, they take a picture? But now that you say that, like, I wouldn't have taken one either. So I'm glad that you're mentioning that. Because it just yeah. seems like if I walked into any yeah. room and saw somebody hanging, like, I'm going to want to help them. I'm going to want to take them yeah. down. First reaction but is also, down. But you also don't work in a prison. Maybe that's. A I don't. Against- and maybe they tell you not to if you work in a prison. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. know. So there are some things that kind of came out of this incident. You know, obviously we talked in the homework episode a little bit about how this was right in the midst of like the Black Lives Matter movement and the Waller County and the Texas Department of Public Safety ended up paying the family a total of $1.9 million and the county agreed to some policy changes. Good, bad or otherwise, this is what they were. So the Waller County paid the family $1.9 million and that, well, they paid the family $1.8 million, and then the Texas Department of Public Safety paid the family 100000 To prevent future document falsifications, at this point, they are kind of stating somebody wrote something that is not accurate. The Waller County Jail will use automated electronic sensors to ensure accurate and timely cell checks. From here forward, the Waller County Jail will now provide an on-duty nurse or an EMT for all shifts. So basically saying that maybe if they could have gotten to her earlier, then that wouldn't have been so much of an issue. The Waller County Judge pledges to actively seek passage of state legislation providing for more funding for jail intake, booking, screening, training, and other jail support like telemedicine, accessibility for Texas County jails, and he supports having any resulting legislation named in Sandra Bland's honor. What a gem. I mean, like, that's great and well and good, but obviously, like, there are There are several broken systems happening in this case, the police system and then the jail intake system, like all of that. It's going to take more than just some telemedicine, buddy. Waller County Sheriff's Office shall provide additional jailer training, including ongoing continuing education on booking and intake screening. Ugh. I mean, yay. I'm glad to hear that this horrible tragedy is making you take a look at some of these things. But honestly, to me, some of that kind of feels like, I'm so sorry, let me clean it up by doing this and then nobody else will talk about it because look how great we are, we're gonna make these changes. And I just, I don't know, I don't think that's enough. On June 15th, 2017, 
the Texas governor signed the Sandra Bland Act into law that measure mandates county jails defer people with mental illness and substance abuse issues towards treatment and requires that independent law enforcement agencies investigate jail deaths. So that is like that should have been happening anyways. But yeah, that's another bit of legislation that came out in result from her death. So at least another good thing and then like i okay so there's a couple of things that i found in my bit of research that i wanted to chat with you about okay one is a shit fact it's not a fun fact it's a shit fact on a single Mm -hmm. day on the job insania often pulled over as many as 15 drivers for small infractions like failure to signal a lane change. In fact, he had stopped three other drivers in the 30 minutes before he pulled over Sandra Bland. He was later indicted and charged and fired for the way that he handled the whole thing with Sandra Bland. Like, you know, the le- the, the reason that she ended up fucking dying. So, right. yeah. And the area of Prairie View where she was pulled over is not a high crime environment. The officer stated in his testimony that he had come across drugs and weapons in that area, and his records show that all to be untrue. He tried to make it sound like, oh, no, I come across these things all the time, and blah, 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 blah. Like, no. He, it, it, he's, yeah, so he was just trying to make himself look better by saying he came across, like, high-stakes situations all the time, I guess. That's not because that's no. what you're gonna say. That's what you're gonna say. Yeah. Like, no, I just saw this guy with a gun the other. Like, of course you're gonna say that because you want to make it look like you did. You are doing a service to this community when, in fact, you're just being a dick and you're making people's days bad. Like, you've pulled over exactly. three other drivers in thirty minutes. For, Have yeah. a hobby, dude. Go play some Candy Crush like the rest of the world. Like, just sit down. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a lot. It's just, I could be sympathetic. Like, uh, I mean, everybody has to put food on the table. Everybody needs a job, like maybe whatever. Anyway, so I could be sympathetic up into the point where you see him like try to manhandle her out of her fucking car. Like, that's just disgusting. Like that's, it's not, he, he did not have a good reason to pull her over. Yes, undeniably so. Um, she was, I mean, it, but it just like the way that he tried to gr- snatch grab her out of her fucking vehicle before he even told her, Hey, you're under arrest, or this is why you're under arrest, or like more than like, Get the fuck out of your car. I said, Get out. Like, that is like when I lose control on my child and I have to step back and like think of all of like the apology that I'm about to give my three and a half year old, those are the ways that I have reacted. So, for a police officer to be seen doing that to somebody, like, no, 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 you need to have a little bit more like of an ability to stop and take a deep breath, take a deep breath, take a deep breath, and like figure out like okay how am I going to respond in the manner which I should respond instead of punching this lady in the face because she's not being nice to me because I get it like you know people aren't nice your immediate reaction is you want to fucking rage back but you're a fucking officer of the goddamn law like you're supposed like that's not it's it's like and that we're all allowed to have a bad day this is more than a bad day bro like you I mean like Fuck this guy. 
I, what I want to say to your point of like, I understand having to put people like people have to put food on the table. I get it. 100%. Everybody needs a job. And there are definitely I struggle every day with teaching my kids about helpers and like teaching yes. my kids about police and because police are needed. People need somebody to enforce rules. The way our police, the police system in America is set up is not conducive to that. So yeah. while police and, you know, people who hold authority are important, they can also be super harmful and dangerous. And so that dude isn't going to make any less money if he doesn't pull 33 people over in 30 minutes. Like, you don't have to do that. Your job is to make sure people are upholding the law. And if you're not doing that, like, that's where the issue is. It's not like, please, by all means, keep people safe. I want you to keep people safe. If somebody's going 90 miles in a school zone, I want you to stop that person because that's not safe. But if somebody has a fast food wrapper in their car or failed to, to turn on their turn signal, yes, could that have started an accident? Is that illegal? Sure. But you don't have to pull her out and tase her like this yeah these actions spiraled into yeah causing Step a person back. to either kill themselves or some sort of something altercation happening in jail where she died and we don't know what, like what fully happened Exactly. If you step back and you actually, if this officer would have been able to step back and look at the fucking reason why he actually pulled her over and be like, is this really worth all of this? Right. She's not, I mean, it's it just, yeah. I don't know. Like, give her a ticket and tell her to get out. I mean, like, you really want to be a dick and ruin her day? Give her an 800 buck ticket and send her on her way. Like, it's not cool, but it's not pulling her out of her vehicle forcefully and threatening to tase her. And then also... And I'm sure he Basically pulls over abusing her. Exactly. And I'm sure he pulls over so many people on the daily who are smoking in their cars. Right. And if you don't want somebody to smoke when you're standing there, like, okay, I get it. Like everybody has their choice. I don't know that I would want somebody smoking right there with me either, but also that is her you vehicle can't, and it's not illegal to do that. And you That's can't not physically legal. And you can't decide to arrest her because she didn't put her fucking cigarette out. Like, again, bold choice on her part, in my opinion. Right. If a police officer asks me to do anything, I'm fucking doing it. Because tickets are expensive, and I can't afford a fucking $800 ticket for not putting my fucking turn signal on. But at the end of but the I, day, we shouldn't feel like that. We shouldn't feel like that. It just shouldn't be like that in general. That's where I feel part of the problem is. I, when I was, like... 18 or 19. I grew up in a super small suburbia town. We had a really small police force. Everybody knew everybody. I grew up next door to a cop. We had my fam parents had family friends that were cops. My dad works for the city now. He works with all the police officers. Like we've we've known it's 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 a small town. Mm -hmm. Um when I was like 19, I was picking up my sister from school. She was still in high school, and I got pulled over. And this was before it was illegal to get pulled over for not wearing your seatbelt, but I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. And the cop pulled me over and he said, you know, why I pulled you over. And I said, no, I don't, I don't know. Cause I thought it was because I was going too fast, which probably I was. And he said, I'm pulling you over because you're not wearing your seatbelt. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. And I wasn't. So like, what am I going to say? 
And so this police officer tells me, I'm going to give you a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, but I'm going to bring this ticket to your house. And I, a 19 year old kid, am like, okay, a police officer is telling me to do something. I am told to respect authority. So, okay, bring it to my house. So I go home then and I tell my mom like, oh, I got a ticket today. And she was like, well, let me see it. And I said, well, he didn't give it to me. He's bringing it to our house. And she said, what? No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not going to bring it. Like, that's not how this works. So then like my parents make all these phone calls. She wanted to like like, fucking, he wanted to publicly shame, not publicly shame you. He wanted to shame you in front of your parents, but you were a legal fucking adult at the time. Right. And also he didn't know if I lived with my parents or not. Like, oh yeah. So something I didn't think about could have been like super gross and weird about that situation. I don't know because my dad called the police chief and the police chief like shut it down. But also like, because he was a cop, I was like, yes, of, co- yeah. of course. What do you need? You're a police officer. And that's where the problem is. The problem is, is that we are taught, you know, it makes me sad, but also same to hear you say, if a police officer tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. And I mean, within reason, like you're a grown up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not like you're going to do something crazy, but like if a cop tells you to do something, you do it because that's what you're trained to do. And so it, it hurts me that people feel that way, but also that because she said, I'm not going to put my cigarette out or I'm not going to do X, Y, Z. I think where our problem lies is if we were in like Sweden, like they have like no cop violence, right? Like they've never, I don't think at anybody, like I don't think their police officers have ever killed anybody. So if we lived there and we unquestionably touched like trusted our police okay that kind of makes a little bit more sense because they've shown themselves like you know to be responsible ethical moral morally bound citizens or you know but but unfortunately that's that's just yeah that's not Not the the time that we're living in and uh we Mm -hmm. you know we we have a lot of people in general, no matter if they're officers of the law or whatever they are, they overstep the boundaries that have been given to them. And we all got to fucking look out for ourselves. We all got to look out for ourselves. Last like thing that I want to leave you with is the fact that the authorities literally never called her mother. Like they never notified her officially. That like that she had died? died. So they found out through the media. Yes. Like the news? Yes. So was her case being covered on the news at that point, like already, because of like the the footage and stuff, the like footage <clears throat> that people had taken? Yes, because three days after that video had gone viral. Viral. And I think, That's right. Yes. Um, I think her mother knew before then knew before the viral video um but yeah the, the she wasn't notified the the moral of the story is she wasn't notified, she wasn't notified. by the police by any that's of the so authorities horrible. ever like that's not how she found out so fucking horrible maybe she found out through the bail bondsman because they actually had the money to bail her out and were was gonna were, was gonna be bailing her out later that day like yeah when they-, they were preparing for her release like that's the thing that mm-hmm. 
I mean, all of it is sad, but like that's the kicker of it all. She had they were arranging for her to be released. She said she thought her arm was broken, which is another question about. How oh, yeah, why didn't the medics your, like see arm her? was broken? Well, that's oh, what they shit. were trying to arrange. How are you going to hang yourself with a broken arm? I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that, but no, it does. They shouldn't have had to arrange. It shouldn't have taken three days for her to see a fucking medic about her arm might be maybe quite possibly being broken. At first, she did refuse. Three days with a broken arm. She did refuse yeah, at, care. Yeah. Yes. At first, um, when she first got to, or when either when she first got arrested or when she first got to the police station, she did refuse care. But she was probably fucking spitting mad. She was probably like, ah, I don't want your care. No, 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 no. You guys suck. Right. I would be too. Me too. I would be too. It sucks so bad because it's like, okay, great that all of these, this is starting a movement. And I think if she, whether she killed herself, whether this was foul play, her death is leading to something better, which I think is the only positive, like, glimpse of anything I can hold on to is that it's leading to change. And I don't feel like we're there yet and I don't I don't even feel we were talking before we started recording like I don't feel educated or in a space enough to be like let's talk about Black Lives Movement and let's talk about Black Lives Matter I fully support and stand behind but I'm not a person of color and so Ooh, who am I to say those things? You know what things? we're gonna do though? We're gonna add some um, great content creators that you should be following that will teach you more about the Black Lives Movement. And we can even find some small businesses to feature on our Instagram page when this episode comes out, which would be super fun. Mm. So we can find like, what, five different small shops and then a couple of different content creators um, whose voices we feel like should be amplified um, and that who are much more educated on the Black Lives Matter movement than either Amy or I are. I am into it. And if you're listening to this and you are a person of color or you know of a business or an influencer, a content creator, small business, consultant, anything, send them our way and we would be happy to to showcase them because I think it's so important that we hear from the voices that it's affecting most. And that is, I live in a place of privilege and that is not me. So I want to be able to get that into the hands of people who are able to do that. So this wraps up our case and coverage of the life and death of Sandra Bland. We are so grateful you came and hung out with us for this past hour, 45 minutes, whatever it ended up being. Um, we hope you learned some things. We hope you are sitting in outrage with us because with outrage comes change. So we are glad to be on this path with you. Follow us on Instagram, join our Patreon community and send over some case suggestions. You can find us at all of the usual curse words and crayons on Instagram. Our Patreon is linked in our bio and case suggestions can be sent to cursewordsandcrayons at gmail.com. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.